Well, good morning. I know you've already been welcomed by Roselle and by Jay as well. Uh, I want to welcome you. Uh, myself, my name is Adam Young. I'm the lead pastor here, and we're excited that you chose to be here uh, on this Memorial Day weekend. I know for uh, a lot of you, you probably have plans, cookouts. Uh, I was complaining to somebody before the service about yard work, um, that that was my weekend so far doing yard work. Uh, and so whatever your plans are, I know we have a number of our families who are out of town camping or traveling or uh, experiencing the very beginnings of summer for those with kids. Uh, our whole households have changed uh, as of Friday now that they're on summer break and now we have to refigure out how to do life again uh, with them home. So maybe some of you have school-aged children that you can relate to that. But um, regardless, we want to welcome you uh, and are excited that, that you did choose, for those that are in town, that you chose to be here with us. And we consider an honor uh, every time we come together, whether there's uh, five of us or 50 of us, to come together to worship uh, together. And this is a special weekend, um, especially for those of us in, in, uh, in America, that, that we remember those who have uh, given their lives and paid the ultimate price um, for us to have the opportunity to do what we're doing here, to experience and express the freedoms um, that we're uh, a part of right now to worship freely uh, and, and safely. Um, you know, really what, what, uh, what we're celebrating uh, is the loyalty that countless men and women have shown um, through their acts, that, that above all else, that they were going to remain loyal to this country and what it stood for uh, and what it was and what it was trying to become. Uh, and really what we're talking about today in our time together is loyalty. That's really the topic uh, that we're talking about today. Now, you'll see this graphic baptism uh, up on the screen. If you, when you walked in, hopefully you were handed a worship guide on the front of it. It's got the same logo as, as uh, it matches the, the topic today. Um, we wrapped up last week a series talking about our hearts and why, uh, what the Bible has to say about our hearts and why it's so important. Um, we're, we'll be starting a new series here soon, but uh, for just a week or two, uh, we wanted to take some time out before, before starting a new series just to talk about a few important things. And one of them that we want to talk about, we're going to talk about today, is loyalty. Now, we just so happen to be applying that in baptism today. And so maybe you come to church today and you have been in church uh, almost every uh, Sunday uh, since you were born. Right. So that's some of your that for some of you, that's your story. Right. Like you started going to church in the womb and you've never left. Like you got every gold star for church attendance on, you know, back in the day when we used to do Sunday school. Right. Most of you, if you went to church, you remember that. Right. Um, and, and back in the day, too. And, and I'm so thankful that we're out of that phase. And it helps when you're the pastor because you can just say, yeah, we won't do that anymore. But remember when you had to go back to church on Sunday nights, too, and then you had to go back on Mondays for visitation. And then there was discipleship. And, and then on Wednesdays was choir and then the church dinner. Right. And then more discipleship or a prayer meeting. Right. You remember those. Right. And then every every season you had a revival. Oh, yeah. Right. And that was like church like five nights in a row. And uh, it could go late. But if you love Jesus, you had to be there. Right. So so some of you grew up that way, like you were in church all the time. I was there a lot and I didn't like it. Uh, and it's a wonder that I ended up becoming a preacher because I was not a fan uh, growing up. 
But I was there all the time. Some of you, that's your story. Some of you, you feel like a stranger in here today because you, you walk in and, and you're like, I, I'm not used to this. I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, I don't really know why we stand up and sing songs together because we don't really do that in any, any other avenue of life, right? You never go bowling with your friends and like, hey, before we, before we start, I, I'd like for us to sing a song together, right? Like, like the things we do in church sometimes are different than what we do in other avenues and arenas of life. And so maybe you say, I'm a stranger. And, and so for some of you, you're like, baptism, I already know what it is. Got it, done it, check the box, got the t-shirt. Um, literally, maybe you have the t-shirt because we have actually Element Church baptism t-shirts. Uh, and, or, or maybe you're like, I don't really understand or know fully what baptism is. Well, we're going to talk about it today, but more than that, we're talking about loyalty. We're talking about what it means um, to show and express with your actions um, what it is that you're fighting for and who it is that you're living for. That's part of what we celebrate this weekend through those who have done that in, in our military service and serving and living for and ultimately dying for us and our country and what it represents and what it is and what it is trying to become. Um, but we're now going to take that idea and apply it to our Christian walks. And so what I want us to do uh, is to walk through, I'm going to make a couple points of observation. We're going to look at a few passages of Scripture, and then we're going to apply it to our lives as we wrap up. Whether you've been baptized, whether you want to be baptized or not, we're going to apply this idea and these principles to our lives. And so what I want to do is we're going to start out really basic um, with this first point, uh, and, and it's this. Baptism is an ordinance of Christ. And so these points are going to be up on your screen for you. The scriptures we're going to look at are going to be on the screen for you. If you want to follow along in your Bible, that's great. If you would like, if you open up the Bible app, if you've got the Bible app on your phone, Go to the menu, hit live events, you'll find Element Church right there. And every one of these scriptures and points will be right there in your Bible app in order. You can kind of scroll and follow along with us. And the cool thing about the Bible app is you can save it, you can add notes to it, you can um, wrestle with it later uh, that way. Or on the back of your worship guide is a place for notes as well. And so baptism is an ordinance of Christ, meaning it's something that Christ instituted and commanded for his followers to do. And so uh, in Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18, it says this, and these are some of Jesus' final words before he leaves this earth. And it says, and Jesus came and said to them, that's his followers, his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So in Jesus' final words, he gives this command to his followers that as you go out and you begin to make disciples, those uh, a disciple in its most basic definition is a disciplined follower of a master. And so when you make disciples, people who are committed to, to living a disciplined life and following me and in and, and all that they do, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to teach them and you're going to baptize them. Uh, and so this has been at the heart of Christian life for more than 2,000 years now, about 2,000 years now, ever since Jesus gave this command to his disciples. And, and of all the things that Christians have been known for in different places at different times, baptism uh, is probably the most widely recognized and shared practice among Christians. Um, 
in, in no other arena of life and no other uh, social group setting uh, do they practice baptism. And so this is something that's uniquely Christian that Jesus himself commanded. And so as a church, um, we want to follow in those footsteps of doing what Jesus taught and even what he modeled. We're not going to read it today, but Jesus himself was baptized as a model, as an example for his own disciples, for his own followers. And so Jesus commanded it. So really, we could probably end the sermon now and just say Jesus commanded it so that settles it we should probably do it but I'm a preacher and I got to talk way longer than that so we can't end just yet so um, but but that's the foundation of what baptism means for us is that Jesus himself has commanded that we do it number two baptism expresses union with Christ so I want you to look at Romans chapter 6 with me whether it's in the Bible app or on the screen or in your Bible. And it says this in Romans 6, beginning in verse 3, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Now, initially, this scripture makes it sound as though baptism is actually performing the, the act of union, that, that it's actually baptism that unites us with Christ. But, but if we actually backed up one chapter in the same book, backed up one chapter to Romans chapter 5, here's what the author says there. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And so what he says there is we are united uh, to God. We have peace with God. By faith, we've been justified, that's a legal term, um, to be made right, to be put in right standing. We have been put in a right standing to God by faith. But what baptism does is it represents the way and the, the reason we've been united to God. Where our faith finds substance. Just as he said in Romans chapter 6, that if we're buried with him in a death like his, we know that we'll be resurrected to a life like his. So baptism represents where our faith is founded and how that faith works. And ultimately, that's in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And so that brings us to our third point, that baptism is immersion in water. Um, and so depending on how you grew up, what denomination, what kind of Christian church, if you grew up Christian at all, um, your church may have uh, practiced baptism in a few different ways, whether um, they tended to sprinkle people with water, um, maybe as adults or maybe as children or infants, or um, different churches have been known to practice it in different ways. But at Element Church, we are very specific in that we practice baptism by immersion in water. And here's a couple reasons why. One is the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo. 
Your New Testament was originally written in Greek 2,000 years ago. And baptizo is a term that Christians adopted to describe the practice of what was taking place. Originally, the word meant to dip or to immerse. Um, and so, so Christians took this idea, this word, and kind of turned it into something that we now think of in, in baptism. So it, and rather than translating the word, we, we did what people called transliterated it. So if you translated baptizo, you would call it immerse or dip, right? Be dipped in the name of Jesus is what we would say. But we transliterated it, meaning we created a new English word that represented the original. So we went from baptizo to baptize or baptism, depending on what form of, of the word we're going to use. And so we've done that to represent uh, what it means. So literally, the word means to immerse or to dip. And so that's why here at Element Church, rather than sprinkle, we actually take people underwater. Here's another reason that we do it. Because it's the best picture of what baptism is supposed to represent. So in Romans chapter 6, we had read that um, Paul was talking about being identified with the death and burial of Christ. Identifying ourselves with his death and with his burial so that we can then be identified with his resurrection. And so baptism, in, in its most basic sense, does that and is a visual picture of, of what our faith is grounded in. So when we take an individual and we, we begin with them standing up above the water, and if you've seen or experienced or been baptized, that individual then goes under the water to represent um, both the burial of Christ, um, but also the burial of ourselves. Because, see, when we place our faith in Christ, something about our loyalty, something about our allegiance changes. Paul, the guy who wrote Romans that we've been reading out of, says in Galatians 2.20, he says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body or the flesh, I live by faith, and the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, Paul, the guy who wrote that, never actually died on a cross. He ended up becoming a martyr. As a matter of fact, under Emperor Nero uh, in the mid-60s, um, Nero beheaded Paul. But he was never actually crucified, yet he, he wrote, I have been crucified with Christ. See, Paul had identified with the death of Jesus. He had recognized that what Jesus did on the cross somehow connected to his own life. And once he placed his faith in Jesus and understood what Jesus had died for, he saw himself up there on the cross. I have died. I have been buried. But now I've been resurrected to new life just as Jesus was resurrected. Paul would say in another one of his letters, for those who are in Christ, who are connected to Christ, the old has gone and the new has come. For those who are in Christ, you are a new creation, he says. The old has died and been buried and something new has come back. That's what we represent in baptism, that Something about us has died. 
our allegiance has died, whether that be allegiance to yourself, to your own ego, to your own reputation, to your own pride, to your own power. Maybe that's, that's your allegiance to someone else. Allegiance to money, allegiance to a system. Whatever it is, it's died. And it's been buried. And something new has been raised. That's what we celebrate as believers in Christ. That's where our faith is rooted. And so here at Element Church, that's why we baptize by immersing in water. Both because that's how the original Christians uh, did it and because of what it represents. In Acts chapter 8, we get a picture of one of the first Christian baptisms. And this is shortly after Jesus is gone and his disciples have now started to do what he told them to do in Matthew 28, that passage that we read earlier. They're now doing that very thing. And it says, as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And so there's a guy named Philip uh, and he meets an Ethiopian eunuch uh, and he begins to share with him about Jesus and how how Jesus had come to fulfill um, what he had been hoping for and looking for, that Jesus was in fact the answer to his problems. And so, so when they come, they're traveling down the road, and here the eunuch says, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, and Philip and the eunuch, and he, the Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And so there we get that picture of they went down into the water. That's how the early Christians did it. If you look in John chapter 3, verse 23, it says this, John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because water was plentiful there and people were coming and being baptized. And so they were going where there was plenty of water for the very fact that they needed to immerse or dunk people in the water. Um, And so maybe um, you have been sprinkled. Maybe that's how you were baptized, as an adult, uh, as an infant. Um, that that's, how, that's how your baptism experience went. Um, and and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more as we continue this morning about that experience. But, but, but here's our stance at Element Church, so you know. Um, if you have been baptized as an adult of your own free will, as a representation of the faith you have in Christ... Um, then we want to celebrate that moment in your life. And we think uh, that's an exciting point, whether you were immersed underwater or you were sprinkled or some form or fashion, whatever church that you went to, however they chose to practice it. And we celebrate that moment in your life. Now, if you've never been immersed in water, we encourage people to do that. Because it's most, faith, it's most faithful to what the Bible actually teaches us to do. Um, and so we encourage you to maybe take that step and say, you know, I was sprinkled, but I'd like to do it as a better representation of what the Bible teaches us to do. Um, but but we, 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 that's totally your decision, um, what you would like to do. Now, some of you, maybe you were baptized in various ways as babies, um, it, depending on what church, maybe a Catholic church or a more uh, what we call high church, some uh, Lutheran churches or Episcopal churches um, tend to do that. Um, and, and here's what we challenge and encourage people to think through, is if you were baptized as a baby, then we encourage you to now make that decision as an adult. 
What we don't want to do is discredit or discount the experience you had as a child. Um, but the reality is baptizing a baby is not for the baby, it's for the parents. Um, it's the parents' way of saying we commit this child to the Lord. We want to raise them uh, to love and to know and to honor and to serve the Lord. That's the parents' decision. Now, if you were here two weeks ago on Mother's Day, um, we did baby dedications here. As a matter of fact, several of our families from the church came up and we were able to introduce them and we prayed for them and, and they were able to say, hey, here is my child and I'm dedicating um, them to the Lord, that I'm going to um, raise them, love them, um, care for them in such a way that they will grow up to know and to love and to serve the Lord. And so that was a moment for the parents. And so we love those moments and we celebrate that through child dedication. But baptism is about the individual who has faith in Christ expressing that faith publicly. And so if you were baptized as an infant, we think that's awesome. And we're excited that you have parents who cared enough about you to, to want to raise you the right way, to dedicate you to the Lord. But now that you're an adult, it's time to make that decision for yourself. It's time to say, I want to show where my allegiance really is. And that brings us to our final point, that baptism is for believers only. Galatians chapter 3, verse 23 says this, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So here Paul the same author, again, is talking about the Old Testament law. So two-thirds of your Bible is the Old Testament that was written before Jesus. And in it contains at least 613 rules or commandments that are expected for, um, for Jews to follow. This was written to the Jewish people. And so Paul here is talking about those laws, about that old system before Jesus came. And he says that old system was like our guardian. Uh, who helped raise us up to prepare us for that moment where we would finally grow up. And he said Jesus was that moment for us, so that now we no longer depended on the law, we depended on Jesus, but the law helped us get here. And he says, but now we've been united to God, not through obedience to a law, but through faith. And in that faith, we now show our allegiance by being baptized into Christ. This picture of baptism only works, it only makes sense if it's a representation of faith that already exists. It doesn't work if it's a representation of faith that we one day hope exists. It's, it, the picture doesn't work if we don't believe in what it represents. And so baptism is an act of obedience, ultimately in doing what Jesus commanded us to do, but as a representation of what his death, his burial, his resurrection mean for us, that now through that we are united to God, and also as a representation of what's happened inside of us.
as we kind of wrap up, here's kind of how I want to close. Baptism is an important part of the Christian life. If you've never been baptized, you have two questions to ask yourself. Number one is, do you have faith in Christ? Have you identified with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? If the answer to that is yes, then it's time for you to take that step of obedience in doing what Christ has commanded us to do by being baptized as a public representation of what you believe and what's taken place on the inside of you. Um, the way I like to explain it for a long, long time, uh, I was a youth pastor. So glad those days are done. But I used to work exclusively with teenagers. It's great, needed ministry. And uh, I did that for a long time, but, but I, I'm glad to be done. What I'm really glad to be done with is children's ministry because I used to be a children's pastor, believe it or not. And I did it for like maybe two years and it was about all I could handle. I love my kids and other people's kids are pretty okay. Um, and so, uh, uh, so I was a children's pastor, and so I had to come up with creative ways to explain baptism um, to children and to teenagers. And I found a, uh, one particular way of expressing it actually makes sense to everyone, including adults. And the best way, my favorite way to, to describe it, if I can even take this off, um, is baptism is for the Christian like a wedding ring is for those who are married. Um, this is nothing fancy. As a matter of fact, it's just rubber. Um, but this represents to the world where my allegiance lies. Now, if I don't wear it, I'm still married. In the same way, baptism is not a salvation issue. Meaning, if you were to never be baptized, that means you have been disobedient to what Christ commanded you, but it doesn't mean you can't go to heaven. But in the same way, if someone else were to pick up this ring and put it on, it doesn't make them married to anyone, and it doesn't make them married to my wife in particular. In the same way, you can be baptized as an infant, as an adult. You can get baptized every week if you want to. But it doesn't mean that you're united to God. It doesn't mean that you have faith and have, been, have put on Christ that his death and burial and resurrection have changed something in you. So I wear this ring as an external symbol of an inward reality, of an inward commitment that I made. Baptism is an external symbol of an inward commitment, of an inward reality of something that's taken place in your heart. And so the question primarily, first of all today, is has that taken place in your heart? Has your allegiance shifted? Now, I still have an allegiance to my wife. I still have an allegiance to my country. Even though I have not served in the armed forces, I have not uh, given my life. So I have other, but ultimately my ultimate allegiance is to Christ. Because I have died with Him. I have been buried with him because when I decided to place my faith and trust in what he did and who he is, something about me changed. The old was gone and the new has come. I am a new creation. 
I've been raised into newness of life. All of these imagery and all these, these descriptions of baptism have taken place in my life. And the question is, has that happened for you? Would baptism be an appropriate external symbol of something that's happened in your heart? The answer is yes. That yes, something new has taken place in me. Then, then the next question is, have you been baptized? Have you expressed your allegiance? If no, let's do it. There's already several people in the church, some of them here today, some of them not, who have expressed interest already, who have said, I think it's time that I'm, I be baptized. And we'll, we're going to set up a Sunday. We will do it all. Uh, everyone who wants to do it, who's ready to do it, we'll, we'll do it all together on the same Sunday. Uh, we'll make it a big celebration service. But it's your turn now to show the world where your allegiance lies. Some people say, well, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable. I don't know if I want to do it in front of people. I'm not sure if, you know, I don't know that it's really that important or necessary. Can you imagine getting ready to get married and saying, you know, I, I want you to know that I love you and I'm committed to you, but um, I don't want to do a ceremony because I don't want anyone to see it. And I don't want to wear a ring because I don't want anyone to know because it'd be kind of embarrassing. And I, I just prefer to live as though we're not married so no one knows. But inwardly, you'll know, right? Inwardly, you'll know that I love you and I'm committed to you, right? Would your spouse go for that? Like, yeah, let's live like we're not married because I know inwardly, I know it's there, right? But that's how often we like to treat God like, oh, no, 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 God. You don't understand. I, I'm, I can't do that. That's not for me. I'm not that kind of person. Uh, you know what's inside. I'm just going to live like it's not there. Baptism is commanded by Christ for us to show our allegiance. And the easiest place to show your allegiance is in a room full of people who already say, my allegiance is there too. And if baptism is hard for you, I understand that. But this is the first step of telling people where your allegiance lies. It's the first step before you begin to tell others in the world, in the workplace, where your allegiance lies. And so our challenge, our encouragement is, if it's time, let's do it. Maybe you have more questions. Let's talk about it. Maybe you want to work through more of what this means and how it, how it translates into your life. Let's talk about it. Let's work through it. But make the commitment today that you're not going to hide anymore. You're going to make it public where your allegiance lies. And as a church, we'll do it together. Now, maybe you're in here today as we close and you go, that's true. I, I, my, I've been changed. I'm united with Christ. Something has happened inside of me. And I've already been baptized. I've already been baptized as a believer, not as an infant, but as an adult of my own free will, I, I did it by immersion. I got all everything you said today I agree with. I got it all covered. And we celebrate that. So here's the question for you. Is how do you and how will you continue to show your allegiance? A little over 11 years ago, we had a ceremony. It was small. As a matter of fact, there's about, about this many people in, in our ceremony. And a tiny, tiny little church with... Uh, we didn't even have microphones because it was really small. And 
We had a ceremony and, and pledged our allegiance to one another before family and friends and before God. And I put on a ring. Actually, it wasn't this one. My original one's all beat up. But put on a ring. But that's not where I stopped showing my allegiance. On that day, I didn't say, hey, my allegiance and faith and commitment is in you. Glad I got that done with. Now for the rest of my life, I can continue on because I got the ring and the certificate to prove it. Baptism is a first step. But it doesn't mean that we are done and we just go on living our lives as though we check the box and we move on. Showing our allegiance to Christ and living that out is a daily exercise. So maybe today, baptism, that box is checked. Maybe today, the question is, how else do you show your allegiance? You know, that tomorrow we celebrate and honor and remember those who in their allegiance gave their lives for us and our country That's one way, that's a one-time moment that you show it, but, but there are other ways that you and I can continue to show our allegiance to this country daily. And so in the same way, baptism may happen once, but how are you living your allegiance today? How do you wake up tomorrow and say, I have been crucified with Christ. Today I get up, as a new creation to show my loyalty to a new king in my life. And so if baptism isn't that next step for you, what is? Will you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for our time together this morning. Uh, I thank you for an opportunity just to think and reflect on who you are and what you've done for us. And all of us, I hope, in this room have come to that place or at that place right now where we, where our faith is in you, that we're not going to rely on a religious checklist or to-do list or we're not going to rely on the faith of our parents and the activity of our parents any longer, that we're going to take responsibility for our own lives, for our own faith, something inside of us has changed as we've come to know and to believe and to trust you. Jesus, would you continue to do a work inside of us? Continue to make us new. I want you to keep your eyes closed for just a moment right where you sit this morning. Paul, we read a number of uh, his writings this morning in, in Romans chapter 12. He begins it by saying this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. That's really how Paul lived his life. He said, I am a living sacrifice. Just as Christ has died and I identify with his death, I'm going to do it by becoming a sacrifice myself. Just as Jesus was sacrificed 
on our behalf for our sins to make us right with God, I will become a sacrifice. But he said, I'm going to become a living sacrifice. Which is a daily routine activity. Every day, choosing to die to yourself so you can live to Christ. It's not just about a one-time decision or a one-time moment of activity, but it's about a lifestyle that chooses allegiance to Christ over allegiance to anything and anyone else. And while we want to honor and celebrate the sacrifice of those many men and women who sacrificed for our country, we're here ultimately today to honor one sacrifice. The sacrifice that Christ made for you and I on the cross so that we could be reconciled back to our Creator. To pay the penalty for our sins that we could not pay for ourselves. Jesus gave everything for you. Now in return, your allegiance, he's asking for your life. We're going to give it to him today. And as Jay leads us, as we close this morning, we're not only going to give him our lives, we're going to give him our voices as we sing and celebrate and worship him. Lord, thank you for who you are, all that you've done. Will you continue to be honored by all that we say, think, do this morning? We love you, praise in your name.